Uh, welcome, everybody, to this CC and JT Amateur Half Hour. It is Sunday, May 15th, 2021. Uh, 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 it's August 15th, not May 15th. Did I say May 15th? You said May 15th. Wow. Please don't send us back to May. Oh, God, don't do that. No, okay, it's August. That. Sorry. It's August. We're, August. It's the never-ending August. Never-ending never August. Summer. And I guess we should start with caveats because, ah, uh, you know, uh, the caveat one is is uh, we are deep in a smoke-infilled and hot environment. Lots of smoke from various fires. And let's, you know, let's frame that correctly. Yes. We're not in the path of the fires. We are in the path of the smoke, which so, is true of a lot of the country right now. So it's not just us, but we're also in the middle of drought and a massive heat wave that keeps coming back. So things here are... You know, like, I don't know, the far side of hell, maybe? Yeah, but let's, I know. you know, let's put it in perspective, of course, because yes. like you said, we're not near a fire. We have our health. Things are good. The fires are on the other side of the mountains from us. I believe they have the one that was on our side of the mountains under control, yeah. the Tamarack Fire. Now we're dealing with the Dixie Fire and fire, who fire, knows fire, how fire. many other fires. I guess there's a new one in Mendocino County somewhere. Yeah. And coincidentally, we were planning to take a trip out there sometime, but maybe, maybe not. we maybe not. So, but so framing it, um, we have the same thing as most folks have. We're having some congestion issues. We're having some yes. heat issues. We're having some self-inflicted stress issues. But in the world of hurt, these are very small things compared to what some folks are dealing with. So, so forgive us for being whiners. And and you know, related to the, all that, we're just in a bad mood. With reality, with the world. that's the second caveat. We're just in a bad mood today, which you know. will segue us into today's topic, I guess. I guess so. But uh, politics, mm, take a sip of coffee. Uh, so that was the second caveat. So I don't know if I said that already. Yes, so today's topic is, um, is a complex one, and I'm you know, we'll probably go right up to the 30-minute mark again because that's what we do. And I think we'll probably just skim the surface of it and talk about it in more generic terms than really dealing with any specific issue or any specific side to a particular issue. Yeah, but we also we don't want to cheat the listeners because we need to really give it our, what our personal feelings are, are on this issue. I think those will become very clear. Very quickly. Very clear. And the subject, and I'm going to try and see if I can get this right, is... So we live in a very political era, you know, like everybody does, but with the, with the social media and so on and so forth, it is much easier to express your political views. So as a writer, what is our responsibility to engage in that debate? Is it, do we have, well, first of all, the question of course is, is do we have the uh, responsibility? Is that something that we volunteer for? Is that something we take on ourselves? Uh, and so, and if so, um, what are the risks? Because, well, first of all, Cece and I will probably never be successful as writers. So if we decide to put ourselves out there, it's not like we're going to lose readers or followers in mass because really... Uh... And really, when it boils down to you know your lifestyle and your beliefs and everything, does it matter if you lose followers? Because yeah. you do... We did talked earlier about writing to a particular audience. And I think the political aspect of it comes into that as well. Because people may or may not realize that when they're reading someone's writing, there is always going to be a little touch of what's going on yeah, in the, the world. So 
if they disagree with it, they may become frustrated with the writing and stop reading. And then, you know, and the flip side of that is, of course, is, is a lot of people, you know, read to escape. And they and they don't, they just want to be in, uh, and I don't mean this in a negative way, but they want the blinders on because for, for their good mental health, because they want to get away from what's happening in the world. And with social media, that's hard to do. It's, all, it's quite impossible to do almost if, you, if you're engaged on any level. You're going to see what's going on out in the world. So what, is, so what is the writer's responsibility? If there is a responsibility, does he or she have, he, she, they have a responsibility as citizens? What is, uh, what is uh, you know, what is the risks? What is the benefits? And what you have, what you're listening to here, folks, is two, um, you know, yin and yangs of, of that subject, of that conversation. Because for, for both the folks that follow us uh, on social media, me through JT Hume mm-hmm. and you through uh, you know, author, author Carson mm-hmm. on Twitter, we'll see that there's just two totally different uh, event, two totally uh, ends of the spectrum. Yes. Which is weird because when it comes to you and me, we agree about 90, more than 90% of the time on a lot Definitely. of things. We're often in sync, but when we are, and I've said this before, when we are not in sync, to me, it's jarring. To me, it's just it's it's just it's like the universe has shifted one step to the right or something like that. It's it's not a pleasant feeling. And for those of the folks that do follow us on Twitter, I am quite vocal with my views. Uh, people will know right away uh, which way uh, on the spectrum that I uh, that I am or, uh, that I lean, uh, what I feel about current events, what I feel about uh, the especially when it comes to the COVID pandemic. I'm, I'm out there all over the place. Um, but you're not. No, I've been lurking a lot lately. I haven't even really been doing much aside from retweeting because things are so easily taken out of context and interpreted the way that the person who is consuming the social media takes them. And so I've chosen not to really involve myself in that because... Basically, I don't feel that my opinion will be listened to by the people who need to listen to my opinion, because the people that I follow and who follow me are a very similar mindset, and we all pretty much know what we think about the issue, so why bring it up? Okay, but and then it goes back to the question, and so, so again, putting you on the spot, what is your responsibility as a citizen, then? What is your responsibility as a writer? Now, let me let me talk about that writer thing, because I keep coming back to that. This is you know, I talked about yesterday is writers have tools that, uh, you know, that average Joe citizen may not have. And that is the ability to articulate our thoughts, theoretically, anyway, articulate our thoughts in a, in a thoughtful way, in a uh, onto paper or onto social media, so to speak, in a way that we can cause debate. We have, we can, because we, that's, that's one of our tools as a writer. When we write books, we want to trigger responses from our readers so they feel engaged with the work. So, um, so what's your thoughts on that? Because again, we have a unique tool set to do that on social media, but you don't engage in it. And again, I'm not putting you on the spot. I don't mean to, but I think that people should hear from both sides. Right. And I don't feel like you're putting me on the spot at all. I think that in the past, 
I probably would have engaged more, but I have come to the realization that at the current time with the current kind of global political climate, basically, there will not be any reason debate. Mm -hmm. If anybody who does not share the same mindset comes back at you, it's going to be very negative and you're just outright wrong. If I could feel that what I wrote actually inspired somebody to think twice, to actually reevaluate their feelings and to come back with a reasoned response as to why they feel the way they do and maybe try to convince me rightly or wrongly that perhaps my viewpoint is wrong, then I would be all over it. The problem is that everything has become so polarized that if you put something out there, it becomes a wall almost. It's like people are trying to break down your wall that they want to prove to you that you're absolutely wrong. Everything you've said is wrong. And what they're saying is absolutely right. And they're not going to change their mind. Mm -hmm. So that's where I'm coming from. It's like, if I felt that anyone anywhere might take my thoughts and just think about them, it might not change their mind. Just give them a reasonable thought then I would put myself out there more, but I don't feel that anything I say will be any different from anything that anyone else has said. I don't think anyone is going to change their viewpoint. And all I, all I see happening is more drama and more stress. Mm. I think also it comes down to it. And I'm, you know, I think we're both, this is one of the things that we do share is, you know, we're not fans of confrontation either. No. It, because, um, because as you said, even through confrontation, um, if it was debate, that would be one thing. Yes. If it was debate, it would be one thing. If folks presented reasonable arguments um, pr supported by facts that were independent of certain news sources that shall, shall be remain nameless, Fox News, uh, then perhaps it would be something different. But it's not, it's not debate, it's confrontation. And it's confrontation for the sake of confrontation, just to grind people down, grind the good folks down, um, maybe that's not the right way to say, but just to grind people down. That for... may be not what they're trying to do, but that is what is happening. Yeah. It's like the, for example, the Black Lives Matter issue that was very, very strong last year has kind of petered out, even though it is still a major issue. Oh, yeah. It's because the public's gotten tired of it. And that's just exactly it. It's There is a glut of information out there. Like I said, my viewpoint is not going to be a, much different from a lot of other people who've put a lot of thought into it. And so putting my voice, is like shouting into the wind that it's just going to come back to me. And I don't feel like dealing with that right now. So that's where I am. And, you know, and we caveat everything you say is this is your opinion. That is my opinion. That's your and opinion. That's, you know, that's not a fact. That's no, just no, no. opinions that's and facts I are not the same thing. The feel. problem. Yeah, but and that's also one of the problems. A lot of people with opinions think that their opinions are facts when they are not. Opinion and facts are two different things. And facts are very tricky because we take a lot of things as fact. Mm -hmm. And we have taken a lot of things as fact. The older I've gotten, I've the more I've come to understand that all of the things that my worldview was based on in my childhood and young adult life was based on the facts facts in mm -hmm. quotation marks that I believed because that was what I was taught growing up. Sure. And my family was not, um, I don't know that any of my family was in 
any type of higher education. I think they were all probably high school, you know, and that's not to say that's a bad thing, but they were all very uh, blue collar, you know, mm -hmm. um, we were probably lower middle class most of the time. And we had a very specific mindset. And I took that as, you know, gospel, basically, that everything they told me was absolutely true. Everything I learned in school was absolutely true. And, you know, getting out into the world, living overseas, going to college, that opened up my worldview and taught me that everything I thought I believed as an absolute fact is not necessarily the true fact. Oh, we could just talk about, you know, talking about so, American history when we were in K the yes. K-12 system as a classic example. The presidents how, lined up against them. Uh, they were absolutely oh, perfect. The, the incredibly, and, the, the dead white guy way of uh, Americanism. And yes. it's like, you know, that was the only way. And we, we probably want to be very careful because then we're going to roll down the 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 aisle of critical race theory and how it should be taught, which it should be. Well, and <laughs> then there's the fact that yeah. Now you are anti-American, basically. Yeah. If you criticize government and the way our country has been run and uh, what we have done in the past, and I know we're not going too deeply into that right now, but that does factor into politics because the beliefs that people have had over the time that our country has existed have been based on a very particular worldview, yeah. and it's been very insular. No, and very American centric. And that I think is a lot of the problem with our current political climate. Yeah. And I think it's time for me to go ahead and express my side of the side of the coin. And I think I'm going to go ahead and use what you started there and say that that my views were, uh, of the world were very similar to yours. Um, and, um, you know, the manifest destiny kind of thing where, you know, well, America has a mission, a God given mission to settle the United States and make it into a good Christian nation, which of course comes from our British, uh, British parents. You know, they had the same similar view when they took, did the British empire. So that's not right or wrong. Well, yeah. Well, now we're learning the ramifications of what yeah, happened. So, but, um, but so, uh, as you and I grew through, grew up through the K-12 system, that's pretty much the manifest destiny view of history is what we were taught that uh, America is right and everybody is everybody else is wrong. And of course, you know, we grew up with Vietnam in our backyard and things like oh, that. And it now, wasn't in the backyard because I lost a cousin over there. Yeah, and well, and, and I had on, family serving over there. So yeah, right? so it, it's a, it, it was very much a part of our life. And here we are next number of years later on this day in Afghanistan. And here we are again. But we weren't going to talk about that. We we're going to talk about what, what my why I put myself out there. And I, I uh, again, this is where you and I differ. I do feel there is value in debate, even if nobody's mind. Well, I do feel there is value in confronting folks with that singular American vision of supremacy, that everything is perfect and that white is right. And I do feel a responsibility to confront that and to engage in debate. And I do engage in debate and I do not change anybody's mind. I'll say that right up front. I do and uh, do do that because I feel that it, I just feel that you know I don't know exactly how this is difficult to articulate for me, but I, I I just can't let wrong stay wrong, and even after I put myself out there, and even after I've got a couple of good Twitter debates going on right now, even after that time, 
uh, I haven't changed anybody's mind. Maybe then at least I feel good. I feel like I've done my duty as a citizen and as a writer to engage in that. But um, I don't do it haphazardly. I don't do it just out there. But when when I see the statistics and I see the outcomes of what's happening with, with the COVID and with the mask debate and things like that, where complete idiots are putting everybody at risk especially children who cannot be vaccinated. And you and I are dealing with that right now. I feel like I've got to stand up and, and yell. I just got to get it out of my system. So that's 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 just me. But right now in our lives, we're waiting on, on COVID tests for, for family due to exposures in the Washoe County School District. And it's not just kids. It's, it's, it's like all of our all of our descendants in Washoe yes. County right now. And that's, it's, it's frustrating. It's aggravating. And I should say for folks that do not live in the local area, the Washoe County school district is Reno sparks and that uh, Spanish Springs, Nevada. And going North into the more unpopulated areas, it covers the uh, pyramid like Paiute reservation and up to empire and Gerlach and all the way up to the southern idaho border southern or is it, no, oregon. It's, no, oregon it's yeah, oregon it's kind of it, idaho's there's a over jog. there yes yeah. there's a jog but, it, but it, it 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 encompasses a very large area yeah and it has thousands of students and of course if there's thousands of students then there's thousands of parents and folks that are related to that related to that and so the washoe county schools district has had a massive amount of COVID exposure and is sending kids home like by classrooms because of exposures and it's been one week into the school year and i'm just so frustrated by this and i'm so worried and so it's going to come out on twitter so yeah so i do like the engagement part but i'm also expressing my worries and my fears uh because it's just it's just absolutely nothing i can do there is nothing else i can do all and it's just having that uh tight ball of stress is just there and i I am guessing that a lot of people, if anybody is listening to us right now, a lot of you will relate to that because you're probably be feeling very similar. No matter what side of the whole issue you might be on, there is a lot of stress in the world right now. There yeah. is a lot of not just the pandemic. We have the continuing gun violence issue. And I saw a very disturbing tweet related to that. And I just the whole thing. Like you said, it, it creates this massive ball of stress. But in my mind, as you know, you said that sh kind of shouting at the world relieves your stress. In my mind, that kind of increases my stress. So that's how we deal with it. And, and all of this is perfectly fair. There is no right or wrong way of doing this. Uh, so what responsibility, let's, let's bring it back. Let's bring it back. What responsibility right. does a writer have to the world when they do have this set of tools that they can to either... Uh, further the debate or correct the debate or everything like that. And the, the cheat is, is it depends. It really depends on the, the I don't want to say strength of the writer, uh, whether, um, how do I say this? Um, I guess really what the writer has to first address to is their own mental health, their own uh, peace of mind. They have to address that first. They have to find themselves in a place where that is taken care of first. And for you, it's not engagement for me. It is engagement. Uh, neither uh, both of our solutions do not increase that ball of stress, and maybe they may decrease them a little bit, but it doesn't increase. So what it is is by doing the what we do, we've 
we've we found a middle ground uh, where we're hopefully maintaining our sanity and our our mental health to the, the best that we can. So, yeah, I guess the cheat answer is is what is the responsibility to, that the writer has to the world? It depends on the writer. If the writer feels that they cannot engage, then they should not engage. If they can engage, then they should engage. And there's also the fact that writers who are celebrities or just celebrities in general get two responses if they try to engage politically. Mm -hmm. We can, you mentioned Vietnam earlier, Jane Fonda, historically and very vocally kind of, um, she did something in Vietnam that pissed a lot of people off. And pissed off a lot of Vietnam veterans to today. To today. At the time, she was a very young woman, and she was doing what she felt was right. It wasn't at the time. I don't think she meant it as the way people took it, which is a lot of my issue is like, you know, people are not going to take what I say the way I mean it. Mm -hmm. So there was that whole, and like you said, we're 50 plus years later, and people are still mad at her for doing this. So, and she, but to be fair, she is one of the people that has been out on the front lines of the protests, even during the pandemics, and has been getting arrested, basically. She's been doing things, I think they're called Fire Drill Fridays, mm-hmm. where they go out and they protest like Black Lives Matter. And they are willing to be arrested and spend that time in jail. And mm-hmm. other celebrities have done something similar. Authors have done similar things. And, the, you know, let's, and let's let's talk about that because you and I are not going to be celebrities in our lifetimes. No, no, we'll be we'll be famous after we're dead, like Van Gogh. Oh, or Mozart. Yeah, 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 yeah. right. But uh, but you know that's the question that celebrities get all the time. You have this platform, why don't you use it? And some do. The ones that don't, you know, are pilloried in the public eye, and it's like, folks, back off. You know, they, they don't have a right to appease your sense of social justice. You know, and uh, because they have to do what they have to do to survive from day to day. And some folks, and this may be another podcast, some folks uh, in that kind of public eye do not like it and do and retreat from it to, to preserve their own mental health, which should be respected, not insulted. And there, I think there is a direct correlation between artistic temperaments and fragile mental health, yeah. because we've seen it a lot throughout history that. People who are fragile do tend to express themselves in artistic ways because it's a it's probably a means of dealing with their feelings. Yeah, but on the flip side of that, I sometimes wonder if some folks go too far by saying, I'm an artist, I'm not well, but, you know, love me anyway kind of thing. I, you know, no, I know that that that, cult, that culture of, of victimhood, too. Right. So it, it's not cut and dry. It's no. not you know, black or white or anything like that. Well, that's but, just, and I think that's another good point for you to make right now is that politics are not black and white. Right. And that's part of the issue. We all have varying shades of, you know, I believe this, but then I also believe this and mm. they don't quite go in tandem maybe. Yeah. I'm wondering if we're kind of off track here as we've got, got done before. Well, I don't know because we're talking about writers specifically mm-hmm. and you know, dealing with politics in your writing. Yeah. And I think... Well, hold on. We weren't dealing with politics in our writing. What we were talking about is our responsibility to the culture. Politics True. in our writing is a is a different subject. And um, and we maybe... Yeah, let's not talk about that right now. Because well, politics in the writing is, 
is another complex issue because I can True. think of, I can I can cite a couple of examples where I know that writers who uh, did start inserting politics into their stuff I felt become became less effective in my opinion. So let's put let's not let's not go down that road right now. Let's save that for for down the down the road. But, but my, my point my point though <laughs> is that even if you're not truly addressing politics in your writing, your beliefs are going to bleed into your writing mm-hmm. a little bit. And so my point, I get what you're saying, but my point is that even if you're not vocal about your beliefs, they're going to be expressed in some way in your writing. So that, you know, if you have that platform, you also have to be careful what you write about too. And we've had that discussion before. Yeah. So let's let's just go back 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 all the way back to the beginning. So a writer has a writer has a platform. A writer has tools. A, a writer has the ability to express and guide debate. Should a writer do? Should a writer use all of that? And basically, our answer is it really it, it. And we speak to the writers when we answer this question. It really depends on on. I don't want to say strength, but it depends on uh, your mental health. Well, your mental health and really your personal preference because it might not be a mental health issue maybe you just don't want to deal with it and that's fine too what we've done here is what i hope we've done here is those we've given you two sides of the coin to give you something to contemplate uh maybe we didn't articulate it as well as we wanted to or articulate it at all but we hope (laughs) sometimes I i wonder i think maybe if nothing else we've at least got someone to think for a second yeah this is this is not an easy thing. Um, no, none of the things we've been discussing on here are no, easy. It, it's, it's hard to be a writer. There's a, there's a lot human. there's a lot of moving parts to being a writer, and yes. this is just one of them. Folks think that writers just sit down at a keyboard and start tapping away, but there are just so many. Uh, we, we're onions. We are onions. We are onions. You keep stripping away onions. <laughs> <laughs> Like the one I got at the farmer's market yesterday. Oh, boy, that was a good onion. I know, I know. But I was, I'm still smelling that onion. That's why I'm thinking about it. (laughs) That's a great onion. But yeah, you peel away the layers and eventually you get to the center. You're complex. It's complex. Okay. Onions. Onions. (laughs) Rutabagas. Rutabaga. Have you ever had a rutabaga? I don't think I ever have. Oh, my gosh. I don't think I have either. I haven't had rhubarb pie. Okay. Now we've I, just gone. We're uh, a little punch drunk. I we're guess. a little punch drunk. We, it's been, it's been, it's been uncomfortable around here. We're outside our comfort zone, and so what we're going to do is we're just going to go ahead and end this and let you poor people go back to your lives. But we do, as we say every week, we do appreciate if you would like to interact with us. Um, maybe you have other opinions about what we've been discussing or you could just say hey the two of you didn't make any sense at all yeah what that, the that, hell that, were you talking that, about yeah that part <laughs> makes sense and if you are a writer and you want to be on our podcast just let us know i'm not sure how we would manage the technology of it but we would certainly love to have anybody come on board and just maybe we could interview you and talk about your works and stuff like that which means of course we would have to read but well i think maybe the easier way to do something like that initially would be we could send somebody a questionnaire, yeah. have them record themselves, and then we could kind of cut it in that way. And yeah, we'll figure out. Because we're technology. very amateur hour. I don't know that we could figure out a group. Yeah, we're, we're pretty amateuristic here. <laughs> you can notice there are no production values. And now we're just blathering to blather. No, we're explaining the situation. Okay, so if you're a writer, 
uh, you know, and you want to be part of the podcast and have three people listen to you, here you are. <laughs> hey, you might sell three books. Yeah, you might sell three books. Yay! <laughs> okay, oh. we're we're done. Yes, we are very done. We are so we're done. well done. Uh, as always, you can uh, do provide us feedback. You can contact us through our uh, most excellent website at carsonhume.com. Uh, we love your feedback. We would love to hear from you and just to chat. And if you want to engage on us um, on the social media thing, uh, our links are in our website. I am at JT Hume. And you are author, Cass- author, uh, sorry, author, author Cassidy Car- Carson. On- well, on Instagram. I'm author Carson on Twitter. So if you do want to engage with us, you do want to chat with us, you do want to tell us that we're full of sh- uh, bad things, then you <laughs> go right ahead. We're running out of time here. So sitting across the table. Uh, here's CC. And across from me is JT. We hope you have a wonderful week and please take care of yourselves. Try to stay healthy. Love y'all. Behave. Bye.